0: Welcome to Fearful, the podcast that takes you on a thrilling journey through the world of mysteries, paranormal phenomena, and all things terrifying. We will explore eerie tales of haunted places, unsolved crime, inexplicable events, and supernatural encounters. So embrace the fear, and unravel the mysteries that lie beyond. My name is Jacko, and this is Fearful. We would like to acknowledge the families and friends of the victims of the Highway of Tears, as well as all other families across Canada that are missing their loved ones. It is their perseverance that brings us together and why we continue to identify violence against women, specifically Indigenous women, as an issue that affects us all. That was a sentiment shared on the highwayoftears.org website, and a statement that is important to share before we begin today's episode. Canada is home to many things. Beautiful landscapes, vast remote forests where magnificent animals roam free. People travel from all around the world to experience its raw nature and get a glimpse at its fantastical beauty. However, within the borders of this friendly country, there hides a secret that is rooted in a very dark past. Like many countries around the world, Canada is born through exploration. In this case, from European travelers. They came across the sea and settled in the wild north. They were not the first people to step foot on this soil, though. For thousands of years, the indigenous people of the north lived off the land, hunting, foraging, and yes, even waging war on territories with neighboring tribes. But... A war none of them could win was won against the ruthless settlers from across the ocean. Terrible and horrific acts were done to the indigenous people, and it is a time that stained the modern-day name Canada to this very day, which brings us to our story today. You see along a winding stretch of highway in Western Canada, a haunting tale unfolds, earning its ominous moniker, the Highway of Tears. Since the late 1960s, this scenic route has witnessed the disappearance and tragic fate of numerous individuals, particularly indigenous women and girls. The Highway of Tears is a 719-kilometer, or 447-mile, corridor of highway number 16 that runs through forests, along rivers, around lakes, through mountains, and remote areas of the northern boreal forest, between Prince George and Prince Rupert in British Columbia, Canada. The exact count of murdered and missing women is shrouded in complete uncertainty with estimates ranging from as low as 18 to over 40 individuals, each one a soul lost to the desolation along this remote highway. But why is the exact number unknown? Shouldn't it be rather simple and easy to keep count of those who have gone missing and those who have lost their lives? Well, allow me to explain. The victims of the highway, once again, as I mentioned already, are predominantly indigenous women, and they have become a symbol of a much larger crisis one that exposes the stark reality of violence still haunting indigenous communities within Canada. It is said by many that the authorities in Canada do not follow the same practices of justice when dealing with the indigenous communities. Due to past treaties, many indigenous people live on reserve lands set aside by the government, These reserves are often in remote locations where little to no amenities are offered, which create an atmosphere ideal for neglect. For example, imagine if a person were to endure domestic abuse. A phone call to the authorities could see police at your doorstep within minutes, but What if the police couldn't get to your location? What if you were so remote that the earliest they could arrive would be the following day? And of course, that is considering that you even have the means to contact authorities in the first place. It leaves you to have to deal with tragic situations all on your own, No resources, no help, taking actions into your very own hands. So, you are left with little option, but to leave your home behind and try to run for your own safety. But, where is safety? Well, considering the remote locations, that might be the next town over, which could be up to 100 kilometers away. It is, indeed, a recipe for tragedy. If police do ever arrive from your call, or from a family member's call on your own behalf, they may not consider you even missing it all, because you, on your own accord, ran away. After all, you are an adult, you can do as you please if you left the home to the neighboring town. You are not missing, you just left home. This, of course, is only the tip of the iceberg when looking at the reputation of the prejudice within the Canadian government and authorities. But even with this single example, we can begin to understand the discrepancies in the missing person's numbers if we continue our hypothetical narrative. Imagine... You did run away while living on reserve land and are heading to the nearest town. Remember, this is Canada after all, a land known for snow and cold temperatures. You may just fall victim to the climate as you walk hours in the middle of the night to the nearest town to seek refuge along the highway, or you might be able to hitch a ride with a passing vehicle. And we all know the potential dangers of getting in a stranger's car. It's a gamble. Do you risk entering an unknown vehicle? Or do you risk the frigid temperatures over the treacherous hours you still have to walk just to make sure you are safe? One could kill you. The other could kill you. You are left... With a very difficult decision ahead. This is how the numbers are not certain. A person reported missing, but the authorities do not bad deny because they see it as simply someone who ran away. But when a family member never hears from their loved one again, it is hard to deny the ignorance at play. Because of this, the Highway of Tears weaves a narrative of injustice, drawing attention to the plight of those who have vanished. These cases transcend mere statistics. They embody the struggle against historical marginalization and the systemic issues plaguing indigenous communities. The chilling term Highway of Tears was coined from the heartbreak and sorrow that permeated the vigil held in Terrace, British Columbia, a town along the highway itself in 1998. Florence Naziel, her mind heavy with the collective grief of families mourning their loved ones, uttered those haunting words. Little did she know that this phrase would come to symbolize Highway 16. Not only the victims of the highway, but the disproportionately high number of indigenous among the victims. Each name on the list represented more than just a statistic. It embodied a life extinguished, leaving behind a void in families and communities. While we have discussed the idea of missing individuals along the Highway of Tears, we have yet to delve into the actual facts that surround its ominous background. The heartbreaking stories that unfold along the haunting stretch of the highway reveal the profound tragedy and loss that have scarred this route for decades. In the winter of 1974, Monica Ignis, a young girl walking home alone, was cruelly taken from the world. Her lifeless body was discovered months later in a remote area, revealing the harrowing reality of her fate. Strangled and discarded in a gravel pit near Selgar Forest Service Road, Witnesses had glimpsed a chilling scene that night, a car by the side of the road, and a man and passenger who looked like a girl, yet justice remained elusive. The summer of 1976 brought a devastating collision of fate for Colleen Thomas, a pregnant indigenous woman just days away from giving birth. Tragically struck and killed by Richard, Redock struck as she hitchhiked home. Both mother and unborn child perished that day. Witnesses recounted a horrifying detail that Richard deliberately swerved to hit Colleen. Despite witnesses' testimony, The legal system, faltered, and criminal negligence charges against him were dismissed. In 1981, the lifeless form of Jean Mary Kovacs was discovered in a watery ditch east of Prince George. The autopsy revealed a grim truth, four gunshot wounds to her head last seen at the intersection of the old Caribou Highway and Highway 16 East. Jean became another victim of the darkness that lingers along the highway. Serial killer Edgar Dennis Isaac was eventually charged with her murder in 1988. The year 1994 witnessed the tragic end of Romana Lisa Wilson who disappeared while hitchhiking from Smithers. Her remains discovered near the Smithers Airport in April of 1995 told the silent tale of loss and abandonment. The eerie discovery of items nearby, a small selection of rope, interlocking nylon ties, and a small pink, brass knuckles-type water pistol added a haunting layer to her story. The list of names and tragic tales goes on and on, and among them are the victims of the murderer Cody Legibokov and the well-known case of Madison Scott, who disappeared in the early morning of May 28, 2011. Her remains, tragically, were recovered in the spring of 2023. Each story A painful reminder of lives lost and justice sought along this haunting corridor of highway. In response to the growing problem along this stretch of Highway 16, there has been attempts at fighting back against this horrific route. A dedicated task force from the Canadian RCMP was assembled specifically to specialize in the area They not only attempt to protect those they can, but also spend day after day trying to solve any unsolved cases that have piled up in the years. Awareness campaigns have also emerged. Billboards have been erected along the route warning against the dangers of hitchhiking. New cell phone towers have even been built in an attempt to give more service along the route to ensure those in need have what they need to call for help. This is all in an attempt to pierce through the darkness and bring justice to the victims and prevent further tragedies. Yet, the road ahead remains treacherous, mirroring the difficulties faced by the indigenous communities seeking recognition support, and lasting change. There are far too many victims to mention today, and in this, with great sorrow, it is that each and every one has gone missing or lost their lives. Though it is certain that all victims have not fallen to the same individual, it is speculated that many of them have. A popular theory Is someone out there, an individual who drives the route on a frequent basis, takes advantage of those in need? Someone seeking a ride to the next town, caught in the shadow of a mountain with no cell phone service and no civilization in sight, finds in that moment our perpetrator as they pull up in a vehicle, perhaps their logging truck, or a semi. A professional driver who sees the same road each and every day and waits for this very moment. They pull over to the side of the road, and like a spider laying its web, they offer solitude in a ride to the next town. They seem like a savior in that moment, but the harsh reality is, this is the moment that they strike. The truth is we may never know who is taking the women along Highway 16. There are likely more than one out there, seeing their chance in taking it. The Highway of Tears, etched into the Canadian landscape, serves as both a haunting testament to the past. And a rallying cry for a future where the voices of the silenced are heard. And the shadows give way to justice and healing. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.